0: Who's ready for the word today? Turn with me to Psalms chapter 34. Psalms chapter 34. Next Sunday is Palm Sunday, and our kids will be opening up in worship. So if you have kids um, that will be part of that, be sure you're on time next week. They'll be at the very beginning, and you don't want to miss that. That is always fun. So be sure you don't miss that next week, Palm Sunday. I know we have a lot of people on spring break this week traveling. If you're listening, I hope you are having a fantastic trip. We look forward to you being back here with us next week. I hope you have safe travels. Uh, and just as a heads up, we we are aware for the past couple of weeks that we've had some issues with our live stream. It is nothing that anyone is doing in the house. The, the program and the company that we use to host and to live stream it, they've been having some serious issues. And we are researching what we can do about that. We've been on discussion boards, and other people uh, that use them are having these same problems. So we will we will be posting our service tomorrow evening. I know there's some issues with it, and I apologize. Uh, no one gets more frustrated with it than probably myself and Chase. And when we're here during the week trying to figure it out, but it is it's not us. It is a program issue that we use, and we are doing our best to get around that as soon as possible. So if you are listening right now, watching. Uh, or you can't, or it's stopping and starting, I apologize to you. We understand it. We are doing our best to address the issue as soon as possible, and hopefully that will be over very, very soon. All right. Um, Psalms chapter 34, as you're turning there, I want to say thank you as always for your faithfulness with your tithes and with your offering and when you're giving. You allow us really to help people all around this world uh, people uh, in, um, in unreached people groups. You are helping us do that as we give monthly to missionaries around this world. And on, not only that, but helping people right here in our city. So thank you for your faithfulness with your tithes and with your offering. If you'd like to give today, our ushers will be at the door as you leave. Uh, you can drop it in the bucket. You can go online, however it is. Use your app. I just want to say thank you so much for your faithfulness and your giving. Psalms chapter 34. This morning, if you'll turn there with me. Psalms chapter 34 says, I will bless the Lord at all times. Before I go any further, let me tell you something. First service was asleep on me. I'm going to be prophetic. Wake up. Okay? First service was, they, they were sleepy today. And I give it to them, their first service. It's your second service. You've been up long enough, you've had your coffee. You've been to the house. You've done all of that. So I want you to help me preach today because I'm like many of you. I have pollen inside of my throat this morning. Uh, So I need your help to help me preach this morning. So I'm going to read that first verse again, and I want you to act like you heard me, and I want you to act like you are alive this morning. I will bless the Lord at all times. There we go. I will bless the Lord. Good times and bad times. I will bless the Lord. Tough times, rough times, good times, easy times, I will bless the Lord. Bright times and in dark times, I will bless the Lord at all times. Isn't that right, church? I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise Shall continually be in my mouth. What he was saying, there is nothing that you can say or do today that is gonna keep me from praising the Lord. There is nothing that can happen to me today that will keep me from praising the Lord. Devil, you cannot stop my praise today because when I look back on his goodness, when I think back everything that he has done for me, when I think about how I should have hit that telephone pole, when I think about how I should be dead now, when I think about how I shouldn't even be alive right now, I can't help but to praise the Lord this morning. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name Together. Did you catch it at the first verse? He says, I will bless the Lord at all times, his praise shall continuously be in my mouth. And then all of a sudden, I told first service, I believe he talked himself happy. How many of you know sometimes you've got to talk your own self happy? I believe he just got to talking about the goodness of the Lord. And he looked around and said, this is too good to keep to myself. I need somebody to magnify the Lord with me. Because if one can put a thousand to fight, what could happen if the body gets together? And we don't need a cheerleader. We don't need to be Primed, we don't need to be pumped, we don't need smoke. We, we, just, we just need the presence of the Lord. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Verse 4: I sought the Lord and He heard me and delivered me from all of my fears. They looked to him and were radiant, and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried out, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and delivers them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. I want you to say that with me. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Let's say it again. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Mm. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. There is no want to those who fear him. Lord, I thank you today. Lord, I pray right now, Lord, that our ear would be in tune with your voice. Lord, I pray and I thank you, God, that this time of worship is not in vain, but it is accomplishing things in the heavens right now that we can't even see. And I pray that right now all distractions in our life would cease, Let us not be worried about tomorrow that we miss the word today. Let us not be worried about that conversation that we have to have with the boss or someone at work this coming week and miss what you want to do right now in these next few moments. Our eyes are focused on you. our, Our ear is in tune with your voice. We love you today, oh God. Let this word get in our spirit and be like fire shut up in our bones this morning. We thank you today. And the church said amen. Amen. Transformation is necessary. Transformation is great. Transformation is powerful. It's when the Lord just literally comes into your life and does that, transforms you. You are a new creation. Have you ever met someone who's been saved? And then all of a sudden you 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 meet them about a month later and you were like, what happened to you? This is not the same person. I mean, they don't look the same. They don't act the same. They're not talking the same. The Lord has literally transformed them into something new. And being that we are born into sin and that we all have fallen short of the glory and that we all, as I spoke of last week, have a stumbling Block at some point in our lives, we all need transformation. Can I get it? Amen. If you think you don't need transformation, you are the one who needs transformation this morning. Because there is probably something in your life that God still needs to work on. We sing the old song, He's still working on me. And that is so true. Amen. And if you think you don't have a stumbling block, the Word just told you everybody has a stumbling block. And if you are one of those people who likes talking about everybody else's stumbling block and think you don't have one... You better watch out because somebody will end up pointing out your stumbling block before you. It is necessary that we go through a process called transformation. And so often in ministry and in this day of life when everything is being processed at high rates of speed on the Internet, so many times we get the statement, well, pastor, well, church, Well, Christian, you don't understand that this this thing I'm doing, it's not a sin because I was born this way. And that to you, my friend, is when I say that's why you need to be born again and be transformed by the word. Amen. You've got to be born again and be transformed. And in order for you to truly experience a transformation. You not only have to deal with your heart. So many times we get focused on the heart. God is in my heart, and He's changing my heart, and that is necessary. But a real transformation in your life not only includes God working on your heart, but it also includes a transformation uh, with your mouth and with your head. I spoke about the, the power of the mouth last week, but so often we see people, especially inside of the church, And they have a heart that is right, but their head is wrong. Does anybody know those people? I'm not talking about just the hard-headed. I'm talking about just the way they process and the way that they think and the way that their mind is wrapped up. Your heart and your head, they will continuously be in conflict, especially right after you get saved. Your heart will be saying, follow follow the Lord, but your mind will be saying, go back to what you know because it's so infiltrated inside of your mind and even along the path your heart and your head will start to collide until you learn how to take every thought captive that comes into your mind let me make this statement that I I do believe that so many times there are a lot of people that call themselves Christians yet never have really been transformed. They had a moment and they call themselves a Christian, but their life has not been transformed. They've not transformed their, 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 their mind. They've not transformed the way they live. Yes, they may have a certificate, but they've not allowed God to have everything and transform them. You had a moment when you prayed and you asked Jesus into your life and you knelt at an altar and it was real it was genuine and you felt the tugging of the Holy Ghost in your life and you prayed and you shed tears but yet when you got up there was nothing after that that led to a transformation but if you have not been transformed because you have not taken the word of God and allowed it to uproot the evil things in your mind you've got to get the word not only in your heart but you've got to allow the word to get into your mind and uproot every evil thing that the lies of the enemy have told you they have told you you're not worth it they've told you you're really not saved they've told you that your marriage will not make it that is a lie of the enemy and until you let the word not only get in your heart but uproot the things the hurt the things that you've watched throughout the years it is hard difficult to experience a real transformation it takes time for this We used to call this process sanctification. It was a process because when you kneel at the altar, there are times when God will deliver people. There are suddenlies in the kingdom. How many of you love suddenlies? I love it when God does suddenly. But so many times God does the thing called a process. And we don't like processes because it takes up time. We want everything to be suddenly. We want a suddenly moment. We want a Damascus Road experience where he knocks us down and we get up and we are in new creation but for a lot of people it is a process because even after Saul became Paul he went away for years and studied until he came back into a full ministry you thought it was suddenly but it was still a process for Saul even throughout his uh, Paul, even after through his ministry you see him wrestling with himself it was a process and it is a process for you and I it takes time for a caterpillar to become a butterfly it takes time for a child to become an adult adult. It takes time to learn how to be a good spouse. Can I get an amen? Some of you need to look at your neighbor right now. It takes it takes time to, to learn how to be a good parent because sometimes you, you you parent differently when they are a baby and then whenever they get a teenager. Can I hear somebody say Amen? It takes time. It takes time, and we think and 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 the, uh, we we think sometimes that we just want this suddenly, but God uses this this process to to uh, to transform us, and even even the most devout person, we it is still a process every day. You may be the most most devout uh, studier of the word, and you read, and you read, and you read, and you do devotions, and you will continuously, but you will continuously be coming upon things that you really don't fully understand, even as a pastor. Sometimes people ask me questions like, I gotta get back with you because I don't really know that answer right now. And no matter, you've been saved for 50 years, you will, you, you, there there is so much of God that you don't know. Every time you think you got God figured out, you will see a new side to him. It's like the angels in heaven rotating around the throne. Every time they go around they say, holy, holy, holy. You know why they've not stopped? It's because they see something new with him all the time. They see see a new level of grace. They see new mercy. They see a new dimension that they haven't seen yet. And they've been there for eternity and they continue. Why? Because it is a process. It is a process and so many times We think that we have seen the best side of the Lord. No, you've not seen the best side of the Lord yet. I believe that he's saving his best for the last in the church. Amen. I believe the latter will be greater. And no matter who you are, there are times when you have to renew your mind. No matter how strong a faith you have, there are times when you've got to renew your mind. There are times when the most devout theologian has to sit down and read the truth and read the promises. Like today in Psalm 34, this is a psalm about how big and good God is. It said that the angel of the Lord encamps all around them. Sometimes when you are in a state of fear and uncertainty, you've got to open up your word and let the word speak to you and remind your mind, that God is everywhere and that he has angels all around you and those angels are not just sitting there looking like uh, looking like a um, um, uh, 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 valentine, you know, that little angel with the bow. No, they are warring over you. They are fighting over you. They are speaking to the enemy, and saying, no, you cannot come into his house. No, you cannot get into his mind. No, you cannot have his help today. You cannot touch my son. You cannot touch my daughter. And they are warring over you. And sometimes you've got to remind yourself. And before you know it, when you are in a state of fear, you will once, after you read it, you'll be saying, why am I worried for? Why am I, there are angels all around me. And no matter how high you get on the ladder of success, no matter what door may open for you, no matter how many degrees you may have on your wall this morning, no matter your last name, you still need the word of the Lord to renew your mind. The mind is crazy. I don't understand how people become brain surgeons. Like, it's just so difficult. I, I can't even fathom it. I can't even think that far. It's complex. And I was telling this story to First Service um, several weeks ago. I was listening to a man speak about the mind and its complexity and how it looks at things and takes things in and how we learn. And he was telling a story of a dog that had been trained and worked with the police officers and academy. And it had went through and it, it, was, it was in their car every day. And, and everyone loved this dog. And it was used to track down drugs. And in one day in the middle of a drug bust, this dog was shot uh, in, uh, on its backside. And the bullet went through both of its hips. And all of a sudden, this, this wonderful dog could no longer be a part of, of, of this task force because now its legs could not properly carry it. And now its back two legs were literally dragging on the ground, but it was still alive. So they retired this dog from, from, um, from, from the academy and from being uh, working with the officers. And someone adopted the dog, and and this dog became pregnant and gave birth to a litter of puppies. And as the puppies were growing, and as they began to gain their own strength, where they could stand and walk around uh, on their own, the owner and every person that was coming to buy, the puppies were noticing something. Although these puppies did not have the same disability that their mother had, Although these puppies had not been in the same situation that their mother had, but because they had lived with someone that could not properly function, they could not walk right. Because these not not these puppies had not been shot themselves, but because they had watched it and their mind told them, that's the way you're supposed to walk. Now these puppies were taught by someone because these puppies had witnessed this behavior. Day after day after day, they believed that that was the way that a dog, a little puppy was supposed to walk. And they too began to drag their uh, their back two legs on the ground. Why? Because although there was nothing, nothing physically holding them back, but because they had been around it, they had been trained by their mind that this is the way that it's supposed to be. This is the way that you are supposed to walk. And I want to tell you today, there are too many people inside of the church. I'm talking about the church this morning. There are too many people in the church that have been dragging their legs in the spirit because the way you thought church was supposed to be, because the way you thought you were supposed to live, and now God is trying to do a new thing with old mindsets. You ever been a church that, in, in a church that was stuck in the past? You should try to preach to a church that's stuck in the past. Woo! No. No, no, no. You don't, you don't want to do it. It's rough. Somebody felt it. It is rough, it is tough, speaking and trying to deliver a new word, give new vision, and people that are stuck in their mindset, and now God, here it is, we've been reading about the moment, there will be a great outpouring of the Spirit, and the Lord is in heaven ready to outpour it, but there are a lot of churches that cannot receive it. Because their mind is stuck in an old wineskin. Their mind, they put God in a box and thought, uh, no, that's not going to happen here. And now God is trying to break the chains off the mind of the church. We're sitting here praying, Lord, break the chains off the world. You need to be praying for the church because God is trying to break the chains off the mind of the church. What kind of chains is he trying to break? What? What? What kind of chains does he need to break? Well, I'm glad you asked. The chain of well, that's the way it's always been. You want to make my blood pressure go up? Say that to my face. (laughs) Woo. We can't can't do it like that. Granny didn't do it like that. People don't do it like that. That's the way it's always been. No, sister so-and-so can't sing this song because that's brother so-and-so's song. Anybody ever been to that church? Woo. It's rough. That is a lie of the enemy. And the devil loves it when the church gets in that mindset. Why? Because that means you will never move forward. He loves a church that is stuck in the past. He loves a, he, I believe it was Satan sometimes that made Facebook memories. And they put them on Facebook. Lord, look what it did 10 years ago. And we could go back and sing that same song. And the church is stuck. And now here, God is ready to pour himself out. But he can't because we're, we're, we're stuck on what he did. And we're, we don't even have a recollection of what he's possible of. What other chains? What other chains? The, the chain of a move like that could never happen in my city. Oh, you don't know that could only happen in Australia. That could only happen in Florida. That is a lie of the enemy. The chain, he's trying to break the chain of there's no in in, in this time of history and upheaval and everything. I was reading, I was reading an article a couple weeks ago, and it said the multicultural church is dying, and there's no way it can live in America because of racism and political division. That is a lie of the enemy and he's trying to break it off the church. The chain and the mindset of there's no way miracles could happen in my church. Let me tell you something, church. God is about to blow your mind. He's about to break the chains off of the church. I told First Service, we are worried about the disease of mental illness in the world. But let me tell you something. We cannot set the captive free until the church is free herself. And the church right now is mentally ill because we put God in a box say, no, you can't do that here. And now God is at the point where he's ready to pour himself out. And he is going to push you and push you. He will make you feel uncomfortable in church. He will push you. He will push you beyond your boundaries. He will extend your boundaries. Well, well, let me tell you something. There's no way I'm going to lay on the floor and worship. I pray the Lord knocks you on your backside. And makes you do the fish out of water. <laughs> there's no way. I, I know you told me to put some motion in my feet, Pastor. But let me tell you something. Where I came from, we don't do that. And I'm not even about to dance up in here like that. You better hold on to your hat, little sister. Because God is about to push you. Because there's a wind that's coming. And I don't want you to miss it. And God is pushing the church beyond its boundaries. Saying, who will have me? Who is ready? Who is ready? Who is ready? Who is ready? We are sitting here worried about the world's state mental illness of the world when the church is one of the most mentally ill organizations in the planet. Because we have forgotten how big God really is. You may be dragging your feet, your legs in the spirit, your breakthrough may be holding you back simply because you've got a right heart, but in your mind, just isn't there yet. God is a God with no boundaries. He knows no limits. He's a big God. Scientists say that the closest star to planet Earth is 4.24 light years away. God created that. He spoke and everything started to happen. It's 4.2 light it's 4.24 light years away. Get this, a light year is 5.88 trillion miles. You do the math. I can barely say it. I know I can't do the math. <laughs> if you travel at the speed of light, it would take us 4.23 years to get to that star. That's how big God is. God is big. The sun is 93 million miles from planet Earth, and it's still hot as Hades here in July and August. Yeah. <laughs> Flying at 550 miles per hour, it would take us some 19 years to get there. That's how big God is. He created, that's how big your God is, and we're sitting here worried about gas prices. There are 30 trillion cells in your body. That he knew you in your mother's womb, 30 trillion cells in your body, and they know exactly what to do and when to do it, and when it's time for the next stage in life, and when it's time for you to go from a child uh, all the way through the process of purity, all the way. It knows what to do, it knows how to get you there. Inside of those 30 trillion cells, scientists found these things called molecules, and inside of the molecules, scientists thought this is it. They can't get much smaller. Then they found these things called atoms it is said that five million hydrogen atoms can fit at the head of a pen god created it and they thought surely that's it and they kept researching inside of these atoms and they found that in the atom there are these things called protons neutrons and electrons anybody remember studying that did everybody forget what they are i did yes And all of these protons and neutrons and electrons, and they're moving and they're synced up and they're making us stand and function like a human being. That's how big God is. And we are worried about the smallest things in life. Jesus comes in. What does he do? He speaks and says, why are you afraid? I have the very hairs on your head numbered." To some of us, it's easy. He just gave us extra favor. (laughs) The very hair on your head, He has a number. 7.8 billion people are estimated to be on planet Earth right now. And every hair has a number. That's how big God is. When you're brushing your hair and you look Before you go, and there's some hair on there. God knows exactly what he's done. That was number 2,434 that just left their head. (laughs) A God that created protons and neutrons and electrons. And one that even cares so much about the lilies in the field and the sparrows in the air. Isaiah said that he holds the whole ocean in the palm of his hand. And even has the dust of the earth measured. Dust particles. He knows how many. Some of you don't even know how much dust is in your living room right now. It's immeasurable right now. What you're feeling is conviction right now. Spring clean, come on. He has the dust particles numbered. That's how big that he is. And it makes me so sick and tired. Of the church trying to put limitations on our God. A God that is so big. That we will not allow God to move when he wants to move. I'm sick and tired of the church saying, well, we've seen the best days. I'm tired of the church doubting miracles. Quit doubting if God can deliver your child. Quit doubting if God can can make clean the drug addict. Quit doubting if God can restore the prostitute. Quit doubting if God can save your spouse. I'm tired of the church doubting that that there's even an outpouring of the Holy Spirit coming. I want to be a host of the Holy Ghost, amen. amen. It's time for the church to wake up. Yeah. You've been slumbering too long. Your God holds the world in the palm of his hand. God controls the universe. God the worst is that God even uses the world as a footstool. That's how big that he is. God is able today to do exceedingly abundantly above anything that your mind can even comprehend to ask him. That's how big he is. Yet we're worried about gas prices. We're worried about the market. We're worried about, God, what's going to happen next. I ain't going to lie. Sometimes I look at the world and I'm like, Lord, how much longer? This week, Washington, D.C., just gave a day to remember and expound on this transgender movement. Signing it said that states now you can mark an X on your gender, you don't have to have a gender. On your state documents, on your passport, you no longer there, there. There will be a there will be a box there. If you don't want to claim a gender, there's a box there. White House said they will do everything they can. Now states they said they said that schools will have to comply to this, sports will have to comply to this. And sometimes we can get so wrapped up in these little things that we think are huge things. And God is saying, don't forget how big I am. Don't forget. Don't forget that there's a river coming. Don't forget that there's a fountain that's still flowing. Don't forget that that I'm about to pour my spirit out on all flesh. Don't forget it. That's how big God really is. Look at your neighbor and say, wake up, neighbor. God is really big. Come on, tell somebody. Poke them in the side. Give them a Will Smith. Come on, tell somebody. God is big. Why are you dragging your legs in the spirit? Why are you moping in the spirit? God is big, and he is still alive. He is still on the throne today. Ben, help me out. Why are we worried about this in our mind? If you don't get anything else now, I want you to understand this. Because I believe it can transform your life. If you can just get just a little bit how, about how big God is, it will transform you. I'm tired of the petty arguments in the church. Can he do it? Can he do it? I'm tired of the arguments about are the five-fold ministry still alive. I don't have time to bicker about things. Because God's plan is so big. I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss it. I'm tired of the church's mind. The church's mind is limiting what God can do. I want you to understand. If you can get it in your head today. It can transform your life. That God has no boundaries. God is... Limitless. There's there's nothing that he cannot do. He was God in the past, he is God in the present, and he will be God in the future. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Can we just take a moment today and just thank God for how good and how big He really is? Will you just take a moment and raise up your hands with me? Come on. I want you, just go ahead and get up on your feet with me. Let's just take a little praise break moment and just thank him for how good he really is. You know why some people can't even worship in an environment like this? It's because of their mind. Their mind is so wrapped up what they left at home, what they've got to do. And they come in here and they can't even worship for 20 minutes. But the angels have been saying the same three words, holy, holy, holy for eternity. And your mind gets upset when we repeat a chorus once. You better renew your mind if you want to enjoy heaven. How can the angels not get tired? How can the angels sing the same song? I guarantee you if we sing the same songs three Sundays in a row, I get emails. What's wrong? The praise team, they've lost their anointing. What's happened? And the angels, they are saying the same three words. Holy, holy, holy. They just just keep saying it. Holy, holy, holy. Why? Because their minds are focused on nothing else but the Lord. God is looking for a church with an open mind. But as I said in first service, that's a problem in the church. Because we have mistaken an open mind in the spirit for an open mind of the world. And now here we are, the church, trying to be hip and cool, and trying to support secular agendas so we will attract everybody. That we've opened up our mind to the world and closed our mind in the spirit. And now here we are trying to be open-minded in the world and accept everybody and love everybody and show people grace and not judge people. That our mind has been closed off to what God wants to do in this very hour. And you'll say, well, pastor, we need to shorten service. An hour and 15 minutes. Because, you know, if you hold them too long, our special guests, they're not going to come back. Well, you know, if a guest comes in here and there's people laying all over the floor, Pastor, you don't want that. It's bad for our guest retention rate pastor don't be so don't don't be don't be so spiritual don't be loud you know let's teach more let's be quiet because i don't know there's some people in here come from different backgrounds and let me tell you something it's going to mess with them and they will not come back and before you know it the church is so deep in the world and shallow in the spirit that when god gets ready to pour himself out we miss it one because we have closed our mind off to him and we put him in a box saying That can never happen here. I'm believing, and I've been praying, God, blow our mind. Give us dreams and visions that seem ridiculous. That whenever you go and tell somebody, listen to what my pastor said, they will laugh in your face. I hope people laugh at the vision of Legacy Church. Because one day when God fulfills his promises, they will come knocking on the door and say, how did it ever happen? And I'll say, well, let me tell you something. It was the Lord God Almighty. We serve a big God around here. If he did it then, he can do it now. If he broke the mold then, he can break your mold now. If he moved the mountain then, he will move your mountain now. If he split the sea then, he can split the sea now. If he gave them a building, he can give Legacy Church a building. Somebody right now want to praise the Lord with me. Because God is getting ready to blow the mind of the church today. Come on, let's sing it out this morning. Yes, Lord, come on.
1: Lord, I love you today. THIS IS MY CONFIDENCE, you NEVER FAIL, YOUR PROMISE STILL SAYS, GREAT IS YOUR I'll see you do
0: it again you made a way where there was no way
1: and i believe
0: i'll see you do it again I Maybe mean, if you're in the house today you say you know what i've been in a season in my mind it's like fog i've been in this season where my faith has dwindled i can't see the promises anymore i can't even i can't i I can't even i can't even imagine that they that god even hears me i can't even imagine that god would even uh, uh, a miracle is even possible in the moment you say you know what i need to renew my Mind anybody in the house, just throw your hand up. I'm gonna pray for you today, Lord. I pray over every hand, there's hands everywhere across the place today, Lord. I pray for these people's minds today, Lord. I pray for their mind. I pray you put a hedge of protection around the minds of your people, Lord. I pray, Lord, that right now you remind them that they are sons and daughters of the Most High, Lord. I pray right now. That the lies of the enemy would be shattered. I pray that right now the plans of the enemy will not prosper in the minds of the church, oh Lord. I pray right now that chains be broken off of their minds that have held them captive, that have held them captive and have kept them from experiencing you. Lord, I am praying right now, oh God, depression, you've got to leave the mind of the the church. Anxiety leave the minds of the church right now. Sickness of the brain. Leave the mind of the church right now. There's somebody in the house. You just called your marriage finished. I want to speak to you. It's not finished yet. It's not finished yet. Somebody in the house, your son, has been wandering for years. And you've gotten to the point where you can't even pray for him anymore. I want to tell you that is a lie of the enemy. If God can create the galaxies, he can change your son's life forever. I want to prophesy sons and daughters are coming home. Sons and daughters are coming home. Prostitutes are about to come into this altar and get clean. Drug addicts are coming and they're going to get clean and lay their crack pipes on the altar. Church, are you ready for it? Do you believe in it today? If you believe in it today, I want you to sing this album. I'm the
1: mom, do it again, do believe, it again, do it again, I'll see you do it.